Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim, and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. This week, we're back to animals again as we put Skippy the Bush Kangaroo up against Flipper, two incredible and exotic animal icons. And for the main event, we'll take a look at a dog who would probably give Rin Tin Tin a run for his money, Lassie. And without further ado, let's get started. Joining me as ever, it's producer Paul. Hey man, how's it going? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, the cracking week watching these shows. Yeah, these are three really good quality quality shows. I yep. look forward to uh, getting right into them. I thought we'd start with the main event this time, and uh, we're going to go back to. Right, let me just roll my eyes all the way back. September. <sighs> Yes, <laughs> September 1954, and I think that was when Rin Tin Tin came out as well. Do you think we should start expanding it to just the year? I'm not changing year. nothing. I'm not changing any. Why should I have to change? The viewers are going to be so informed about September. Oh, of every year. <laughs> They'll know everything that happened. And, you know, it makes my job incredibly difficult because there's so much that Wikipedia knows about the month of September and all the things happening in the world. And I don't want to choose stories that are going to be like too sad or too depressing, particularly if the number one song at the time would be like some happy, joyous, lucky, yay song. Yeah. But uh, here's what I did find again for September 1954. The uh, Espionage and Sabotage Act of 1954 was signed in the USA prompted by the Cold War. Lord of the Flies by William Golding is published in London. Sir Roger Bannister is awarded Britain's Silver Pears Trophy. I still think... It's Silver Pears Trophy? What's that? No idea. Maybe it's to, like, acknowledge. Do you know, like, it's crazy that you can run a mile in four minutes? Well, I definitely can't. Well, every time... You know, it's, it's crazy that every time I've gone for a run... I always think in the back of my mind, imagine if you just did it. If you just ran a mile in four minutes, and it's like, by the time I've like turned the bend, <gasps> I'm like, what am I doing out here? Let me go home. I think my fastest mile is about eight minutes. Um, I, I've, I've actually been doing a little bit of running recently and my fastest was nine and a half minutes. But I do boast that when I was in college... I once ran a three, no, was it three or five K? Must have been a three K, something like that. Like a... Yeah. No, it was three miles. How long, how many Ks is that? About five K, something like that? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, so I did three miles in 16 minutes. What? Something like that, 16 and something minutes. When I was at, um, when, that was when I was at school. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. My fastest 5K or three miles is about 25 minutes. Really? Yeah. I uh, see. So this is when I was like training all week. Sorry, all day, five days a week, like seven days a year, whatever. I don't know why. Rear Window was in the cinemas and uh, She Boom 
Life Could Be a Dream by The Crew Cuts was number one. This is a very, very nice song. I think you'd like it if you heard it. I have definitely not heard it. I'd never heard it either, but obviously listening to it now, I, I, I liked it. I thought, and I was thinking, you know what? You might actually like it too. Really? Yeah. Might be worth uh, going on Spotify and listening to it for free instead of <laughs> buying it. Oh, I've just gone YouTube. I, that's how I listen to it. That too. But the only problem is, have you noticed that it's been quite a while, but now you can't close your phone and do YouTube at the same time? You can never do that on iPhone anyway. You could back in the day. I used to do it all the time. What? You could you used to be able to play your... Um, no, but I'm saying like play YouTube and just minimize, like minimize page, but like just drop it down. Yeah, so you used to be able to close your phone completely and then, do you know, when you open it up and press play... Yeah. Like you do with your music or whatever. You used to be able to do that. Uh, now you can't. That's annoying. That's mad. I did not know I that. I think if you go on, if you buy the YouTube premium, I think you can do it. No, nah, I don't think I will. I'm not going to do it either. <laughs> right. So let's go and talk about Lassie. So this is a American television series that follows the adventures of a female rough collie dog named Lassie. And she would have companions, both human and animal, in the show. It was the creation of producer Robert Maxwell and animal trainer Rudd Weatherwax. And yeah, it was on from September 1954 to March 1973. So they had a pretty long run, like, what, 19 years? Almost. And uh, it was initially filmed in black and white. And then it transitioned to colour in 1965. And, I mean, it was uh, the the kind of the idea was because I think Lassie was, in, originally it was a film. MGM were making films about Lassie. And between 1943 and 1951. And then once uh, Rudd Weatherwax got 40,000 back pay from MGM... He basically met Robert Maxwell and Robert Maxwell sold him the idea of doing a TV show called Lassie. And basically he was like, you know what, let's do this. Let's give it a go. Let's make a TV show. Some cool, interesting stuff about Lassie was that there was an early depiction of Lassie in uh, Elizabeth Gaskell's short story, The Half Brothers. And in the story, Lassie is described as a female collie with intelligent, apprehensive eyes who rescues two half-brothers who are lost and dying in the snow. And uh, after that, a fictional character of Lassie was created by English-American author Eric, Eric Knight. And I think Lassie Come Home was like the first published story which came out as a full-length novel in 1940, and it was set in uh, the Depression era of England, and the novel is about a lengthy journey, and the rough collie Lassie is trying to reunite with her young Yorkshire master after the family was originally forced to sell Lassie for money. I've got a ton of notes on Lassie. It's ridiculous. <laughs> more than more than most. And... Uh, when you when you look at the uh, the TV series, it was basically about a boy and his dog, really, and they were all kind of similar for a pretty long time. It's basically 
the boy will get into some kind of trouble and Lassie is going to run in and she's going to save the day. And then there will always be a lesson at the end of every episode where the boy will be told why you shouldn't do that or why you shouldn't, I don't know, play with matches or you're going to get burnt, something along those lines. And yeah, it's always the... uh, relationship or one of the main themes of Lassie is that it explores the relationship between boys and their dogs and the show helping to shape viewers understanding of mid 20th century American boyhood and obviously another theme was the whole idea of wholesome family values and some parents groups monitoring television content found cliffhanger plots showing children in danger too intense for very young viewers so that was maybe a drawback of uh lassie because you'd be like oh the boy's about to fall off the cliff and they'd be like oh, what's gonna happen to the boy then it'd just go straight to an advert and you're thinking oh like sometimes you hate that don't you when yeah i mean quite recently like every single show that they've been bringing out on like you know what netflix prime or whatever it is seems to every episode seems to be a cliffhanger and it's just quite well, I don't care because then you can just watch the next episode right away yeah I guess but I mean it's just annoying is it anno- it's not really a problem that I don't mind would. it every now and then like as a filmmaking filmmaking technique but I don't overuse it <laughs> and uh, in 2000 2004, June Lockhart described Lassie as a fairy tale about people on a farm in which the dog solves all the problems in 22 minutes in time for the last commercial. And Lassie was always like depicted as caring, nurturing, responsible with a commitment to family and community, often rescuing those in peril and righting wrongs. And she was kind of seen as the perfect mother within American ideology of the 1950s and 60s. One interesting fact was uh, the Campbell's Soup Company sponsored the entire 19-year run of Lassie, and it was one of the first instances of product placement. Really? So you can imagine, like, at dinner time, you just have, like, a tin of, like, Campbell's Soup. and. I mean, I'm not being funny, but to sponsor something 20 years and still be second best to Heinz or whatever... <laughs> I don't know when did Heinz come out I don't know but I mean if I'm thinking of a bowl of soup I ain't thinking of Campbell's well in America it might be bigger than Heinz maybe the American listeners can let us know yeah Campbell or Heinz I mean obviously yeah I'm, I'm British I've never really heard of Campbell's <laughs> I've never seen uh, a tin of Campbell's in uh, Sainsbury's or Tesco's or all the other retail supermarkets don't want to Miss them all out. I'm sure they're all good in their own rights. And uh, yeah, and Campbell, one of their requirements was that they contractually required the show stars to avoid appearing in any film or theatrical production that undermined their all-American images, which I don't know, kind of makes sense because obviously I think with Campbell, I'm thinking an advert, if I was like a producer and I want to make a, an advert or a commercial, commercial, for uh, Campbell's, it'd be like a nice, wholesome American family sitting around the table. Oh, G-Rex, how was, how was Little League today? And he'd be like, yeah, it was great, Dad. What about you, Billy? Did you score a home football. run? Did you score a home run <laughs> or did you, did you score a touchdown? I and mean, 
it's quite ambiguous, isn't it? I mean, it just seems like to not be allowed to something that undermines their thing. It's quite like a subjective thing that they've. I don't think it is. I think it makes sense because Lassie, you, you're thinking, oh, it's a nice, wholesome, yeah. all-American family, what have you. This is obviously around about the time of, I don't know, just after the end of the war. You know, this is where you can sort of tell people things and maybe they'll believe it. And yeah, I guess getting back to the whole wholesome American family thing. So uh, there you go. And uh, Lassie was also the spokesdog for Recipe Dog Food, which was also a Campbell's product. And it was reportedly based on the homemade stew mixture Weatherwax prepared for Lassie. Sounds delicious. And uh, printed advertisements for the product announced, now all dogs can come home to the dinner Lassie comes home to. That was like the worst American accent ever. I believed it. Do you know, do you know who you reminded me of? Who? Have you ever seen Men in Black? Of course I have. Do you know, do you know the late, do you know uh, Edgar? Why did I say dogs in a New York accent? You sounded like Edgar's wife. Why did I say dogs though? <laughs> now all dogs can come home to the dinner Lassie comes home to. Ding! Ah, oh, good stuff, good stuff. Um, so uh, Lassie, let's let's talk about it. We're, you, because I remember you saying when we were doing the Rintin Tin that when I was saying, "Oh, name me a more iconic dog," you said Lassie. Said Lassie, and this episode is this is all you. This is uh, uh, well, well, I think that Lassie is for maybe mine and your generation probably more memorable than Rin Tin Tin, right? Well, I think we got more Lassie than Rin Tin Tin. Yeah, exactly. So, like, we were kind of brought up more with Lassie, right? Mm. Um, I mean, even when you see, like, a collie, not like a like a sheepdog, a collie, like, with brushed fur, not like... No, anyone, collies, like, they got nice... Yeah, yeah, but when you see a collie, you're thinking, oh, it's a Lassie dog. Not, it's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not like... If you see a dog that looks like Lassie, yeah. you, your kind of first thing is to say, that's a Lassie dog. Right? Oh. You kind of use Lassie as the um, the kind of measurement. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I yeah, yeah. It's like saying like uh, when you say us a Hoover, but you mean a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> That's All right, now, now, now you're treading into <laughs> dangerous waters now with the the English there. Over. Vacuum cleaner. Do me a favor. It's Hoover, mate. Hoover. Got to do the Hoovering. Yeah. Not, not not vacuuming, <laughs> vacuum cleaning. I, I, you know what? Like real talk, I love my American listeners, and uh, this is all this is all love. When I do like American accents, it's all love in it. Like, cause I, I know that there's plenty of you guys listening to my podcast and downloading it from uh, plenty of places in America. So it's all love. It's all love. When I do the American accent, just always have it in the back of your minds that it's it's all love, America. I just did a thumbs up and a big smiley face. There you go. You've got to say my name's Adela Molim and I approve this message. <laughs> Maybe I'll add that in post. <laughs> Have like a political broadcasting. <laughs> and I approve this message. Um, anyway, back to Lassie. I thought even even now, watching it again, it was just like, oh, this is fantastic. Like a, dog, like a super dog saving the day. Mm, yeah. I don't, yeah, like... Um, because I never, there was a version of Lassie that I remember watching as a kid, or I at least remember it coming on TV. But um, I don't know. Like I think we're gonna see it in all of the shows that we do today. Like there's a certain quality about 
really, really old shows that yeah. I just, I, I love it. Like, I don't care that the filming is basic or that it's, or the acting might not be great. There's just a certain, there's, there's a certain quality to it that I think is, it is part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast because I want to further explore and further go into talking about old shows like the older the better for me i think there's an innocence to it like it's not there you go innocence that's what i wanted to say there's no like um there's no swearing in it there's no like kind of foul language i mean the 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 worst language you're going to get in it is like oh gosh darn it (laughs) you know and it's it's kind of the worst it'll get and yeah you know there's no kind of like promiscuous activity or anything like that you can just kind of sit down and watch it and it just reminds you of a better time like well says the white guy this is a rose-colored glass and it's says, lo- says the white one guy of my notes that, is saying, saying that oh let's talk about the good old days of 1954 uh, do you know what <laughs> I, i'm so i'm so glad you brought this up because yeah. <laughs> someone someone let's, said, let's make the uk great again um, rule britannia britannia <laughs> rules the waves we will never, ever, ever we be slaves. I think that's how it goes, isn't it? We will never, ever be slaves. Britons never, ever, ever will. shall be slaves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thank you for... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so uh, on this note, and I need to say this because I was really hoping I'd be able to shoehorn it in today, um, but you've actually, you've actually like kind of laid me up. Well, I'm going to volley this one. Um, there you are. So someone said to me, right, because you know like in the news and kind of just generally everyone seems to get offended by everything right you mention something and everyone just goes off here we go right yeah and so and then people say oh like you know back in the day oh people just didn't get offended that easily right Mm. it's kind of a thing like you know people a bit tougher back in the day okay but people used to be offended like go off their rocker when a black person used to walk into a coffee shop yeah (laughs) or an Irish person yeah (laughs) So like it's mad, isn't it? You think oh, people get offended now when you've just called, <laughs> you've just like insulted a whole race of people, and then now, back in the day, someone just had to walk into a shop and and they're doing something wrong. Yeah, that you know that's 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 I've never. That's a good way of looking at it, you know. Like, but oh yeah, trust you to be like oh yes, when 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 it was great. No, I just didn't. Mean, I just mean it when you can watch TV about something like awful. I know, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, the kids are just going to have fun, and they're, you know they're getting up to like yeah, you kind can of watch adventures. This with your whole family. Yeah. Now, if a kid goes out to play now, he probably ain't coming back. Do you know what I mean? Just a, <laughs> a time when you could send your kids out to play all day, and they're just going to come back. Oh no, yeah, and and you can watch it with your family. You can yeah, sit yeah, exactly. down, watch it with your family. It's it's innocent. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I used to watch this. I remember watching Lassie with my whole family, and I remember watching Heartbeat. I'm sure we've spoken about this before. I mean, yeah. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Heartbeat was uh, one for all the family, but uh, I mean, it was like um, <laughs> it's like old westerns when someone gets shot and they're just like, ooh, ah. Is that what Heartbeat was about? No, Heartbeat was like a Yorkshire. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, that's, that's nothing to do it with was, anything. Yeah, it was a base. It's a pl- based on a police force in Yorkshire, right? Ah. And they were just like kind of, um, and they just like have someone would like either get their like. Bike stolen. But it was good fun and it was just kind of family entertainment, I guess. Oh, okay. But no, yeah, like with um with Lassie, it's yeah, like I I don't necessarily remember the black and white stuff, which is why it was good to go yeah, me back too. and me too. 
go back and watch that. And uh, yeah, let's talk about um, characters of of Lassie because it was it was broken up in a really interesting way. So from 1954 to 1957 was kind of known as the Miller family era. So that's where you have Ellen Miller, who was a, a war widowed woman. You had Jeff Miller, who's the little boy. And you'd have George Gramps Miller. And you have Porky, who was Jeff's friend. And in between 1957 and 1964, you had the Martin family era. So this time it's Timmy Martin, who's like kind of looking after the boy. He's got his best mate called Boomer, which was okay, a, Boomer. a funny... <laughs> <laughs> which was a, a funny name. You know, I was like watching the episodes just thinking, please say, okay, Boomer, please say, okay, Boomer, please say, okay, Boomer, please say, okay, Boomer, let's go and get your dog, Mike. Okay. But, you know, it didn't, it didn't quite happen. His name was Ralph, huh. but he had a nickname, Boomer. And then you'd have Timmy's adoptive father, Paul, and you'd have Ruth, who was the adoptive mum of Tim. And you had... Paul's uncle in in there as well. And I, obviously, like I said, the best mate, Boomer. And then you had the 1964 to 1970, which was the US Forest Service era. So it's just basically Forest Ranger Corey Stewart, Forest Ranger Bob Erickson, and Forest Ranger Scott Turner. Between 1970 and 1971, it's traveling on her own. And then the final years between 1971 and 1973 was the Holden Ranch era. So you'd have Garth Holden, who was the director of Holden Ranch, Ron Holden, who was his son, Ron's friend, Dale Mitchell, and Garth's brother, who was Keith Holden, and Lucy Baker, who was a deaf child who lived near the Holden Ranch. So uh, do you want to talk about episodes you watched? Yeah, I've got to mention something really quickly because it was it it shouldn't have done, but it made me laugh quite to the point where I think I'm going to spat my tea out of my desk. Um, so there's a little kid called uh, Porky. I yeah. think yeah, he's one of the, he's like a someone's friend and um, <laughs> and the, um, the he obviously he's like a little portly child, right? Yeah, he's a little one um, way of putting it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying really I'm, deli- I'm trying to tread around this quite delicately and um, the as a, as, a, as a guy like a grandpa this is in the episode Arithmetic so if you want to go through and watch that um, the uh, the kid says to the um, he's talking to the grandpa character and he said oh excuse me I I need to go home because I don't want to be late for dinner and he just goes oh ho oh, oh, ho I don't believe you ever have been <laughs> and he- I was just like this little dig at him, but I was gone. Um, <laughs> so you're you're like me with Pinky in the brain, then. Hey, do you remember? Wake oh. up, Papa. <laughs> That's the the whole Papa. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, that was my moment where I completely lost it. Um, so that was in episode arithmetic. Um, and that was some. Okay, so one thing I found about Lassie, right? Lassie is not integral to the storyline most of the time. Most of the episodes I watched, Lassie's not important to the storyline. Lassie's just like an added bit to maybe give it some charm. So, oh, I'm, I, yeah, the, <clears throat> the episodes I watched, Lassie was a big feature. See, 
well, maybe in one episode where Lassie literally gets stuck down a hole for like the entire episode. Um, but so, so for example, how did she do that, clumsy mare? It was covered. It was like a. I think it was a well. It looked like a mine shaft, but they're saying it's a well. And she was just like, "Oh look, she was with her pups." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and it just falls down this hole. Oh, and also, so, so Lassie falls down a manhole. Yeah, <laughs> it's called "For the Love of Lassie." That was that episode. Um, anyway, so this episode was about this kid, and he kept failing his arithmetic. And well, on my notes, I don't even know why Lassie's in the episode. But he's like, oh, Lassie, at one point, he's like, oh, Lassie, Maybe Lassie, Lassie helps with the maths. She's trying to, she helps him stay up, but then they both fall asleep. And that's, but what I'm saying is, it's like, it's not kind of central to the storyline. Of course it is. The, the, the kids were central. If Lassie's helping the boy with his arithmetic, then she's clearly a, a prominent part of the episode. Yeah, but it wasn't like a driving force is what I'm saying. It's not, it wasn't about. Yeah, Lass- but you don't have to it wasn't ha- be about, a driving force. It wasn't about Lassie, it was about the little kid. And Lassie was just in it. <laughs> um, uh, and then I watched an episode called see this is where you know that TV's changed so it was an episode called Roundup and basically it's about these this was in 1971 so the, the kids so it's kind of like some teenagers come back and they get sent out to go and get to round up the cows right Yeah. So some, they, they live on a ranch or whatever farm we'd call it and they go out they, they go and get the cows that are just wandering around for some reason and there's a cow that is stuck in the mud. And I'm telling you now, there was a cow that was real and it was stuck in a real mud pit. They literally, for the sake of the filming, they put a cow in a mud. So do you think they did a disclaimer going, animals were harmed in the making of this video? Yeah. I mean, this was up to his neck as well. In like a mud thing. If it was quicksand, then he would have been a goner. Yeah, I mean, Lassie saved him. But, well, Lassie... Lassie got a big log and put it across, and then went to get the, the cowboys. Um, but it was quite good. Like, I mean, that was actually quite an exciting episode. Um, but uh, and then yeah, then I already told you about the puppy one, where the the puppy runs around the hole and she falls down the hole. Which the was puppy cov- or Lassie? The puppy runs around the hole and then Lassie falls in it. But Lassie, it was covered up, so they couldn't see it. Oh. Um, but I had a lot of fun watching it though. Like, yeah, it's it, it wasn't, really fun. It wasn't like. Um, at any point, I was like, this is dragging. It was just like kind of succinct storylines, quite fun, a lot of... I think it could have been shorter by a couple of minutes, to be honest. Oh, come on, 20 minutes, man. 22 minutes, 23 You know minutes. me, I like, I like my shows to be five minutes long. Five minutes, that's it. Well, which one was the one we did with five minutes episodes? And I still didn't watch that many? Probably Danger Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like five minutes. That's what I'm talking about. Even I think the Beatles cartoons were like five minutes long, which... Uh, the cartoons? Yeah, they were about five minutes long yeah. too. All right, the episodes that I watched. So I watched the pilot, which was Inheritance. So basically some old guy dies and they're doing like the reading of the will. And basically the little boy... What's his name? Jeff, I think it is. He gets given Lassie, but initially Lassie doesn't really want to go and stay with Jeff. And he's just thinking, Lassie, why don't you want to come home with me? In, you know, that very adorable little voice of his. And they're all trying to figure out. And every time that they try to take Lassie back to the ranch, Lassie would find her way back to the original house. And I think there was um, basically, I think the boy tries to 
go back to the house and try and get Lassie. He trips over and he basically finds a water cache. And there was basically some waster who was at the will reading who sees that basically the boy has money and he's just basically like grabbing the boys like, you know, give me the money, give me the money, give me the money. And then Lassie comes to the rescue and saves the boy from uh, this, uh, this waster guy who's basically trying to take this cash that happens to be in the house. And then from that point on, Lassie and Jeff become the very best of friends and they're inseparable. Watched uh, the another episode I watched was The Lion. So um, basically Jeff and Lassie are going in the woods and they're just basically doing, I don't know, a bit of hunting. And Jeff sees a lion just Mountain chilling. Lion. Yeah, he's just chilling. He's just, I don't know, chilling in the park. And Jeff runs back and he's like, Gramps, 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 I saw a lion in the woods. And and he's like, oh, I stop telling tall tales, little boy. And, you know, go run along. And then he goes to his mom and he's like, mom, 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 there's a lion in the park. And he's like, oh, of course there is, dear. Tell, tell, tell Gramps we're having cold cuts for dinner. And basically, like, no one believes him. And basically, uh, the mom has to go out of town because she has to see someone. And she's like basically to Jeff and uh, I want to say it's Boomer, his friend at the time. No, it's no, it's Porky. It's Porky. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And so basically Porky and Jeff are in the house and she's like, oh, basically there's a, a bit of ham in the fridge. Have Have that for dinner, whatever. And they're all locked in the house and whatnot. And basically the lion just walks, just strolling along. Is it like an African lion? I don't know. It was just, or is it like a mountain lion? I have no idea. It's just a lion lion. All right. And so the lion just comes along and they're all like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? There's a lion outside. And basically the lion somehow finds his way into the house. And so Lassie basically fends off the lion, just distracts him. So they all go and hide in the hut. And then the rangers come in and they, I think they trank the lion. No, they, they get him away. And basically, Grandpa comes back and he's like, what the hell's happened in this house? And he's, and Jeff's, he's still saying, like, there was a lion. He, and he came into the house and basically the grandpa didn't believe him. And he's like, you know, stop it. Tell me what really happened. And he's just like, oh, well, something else came into the house and tore everything up. <laughs> the bear was uh, another one. Uh, basically, Gramps and Lassie and Jeff are um, going camping and they come across a massive bear because um, Gramps had like a really bad back and he's basically lying down so he couldn't really do anything. And basically, it was up to Jeff and Lassie to uh, fend themselves off the bear. And uh, the storm was another one. And this was where Boomer and uh, Timmy, basically, they're trying to train Mike, who was Boomer's dog, how to like do dog tricks and, and what have you. But they didn't realize at the time that Mike was deaf. 
So Mike can't hear nothing. So and it's like, sit. He just basically, you you're thinking, oh, he's ignoring them. But obviously he had a trouble of uh, hearing. And, and then a big storm comes along. And Lassie and Mike get lost in this storm. And I think, yeah, Lassie's protecting Mike and, and, and what have you. And then basically a doctor has a look at Mike and he's like, oh, look, I think he's got a problem with his hearing. And once the hearing gets fixed, then uh, Lassie and Mike are like doing all these cool tricks together and become the best of friends. The first color episode of Lassie was uh, Lassie meets a challenge. And so basically this is when Lassie is staying... Where is Lassie staying? She's staying with the US Forest Service. And basically, one of them was just like, oh, why don't you go and run along and make yourself useful and go and play? And so Lassie comes across a deer who was hit by a car. And the deer is heavily wounded. And Lassie's trying to like protect this deer. And they're basically covering the deer because there's like a, a lion. Not a lot. Yeah, a lion. Yeah, a lion. A lion was uh, lurking about, thinking, oh, is that a, a deer? That looks like a, a nice little uh, lunch that I could have. And Lassie's doing everything in her power to prevent the lion from getting anywhere close to the deer. And once she's covered the deer up, she gets the forest ranger and they manage to patched the deer up and uh, it turned out that the deer was pregnant and she gave birth to a baby deer. Oh. Um, I know it's a doe. It's so a, it's female, a doe. A deer. A female deer. <laughs> I love what you did there. Um, Couldn't help it. Couldn't help myself. I don't know what a, a baby deer is. I mean, the only thing I can think of is calf. I'm going to Google it. It's Bambi. Veal? No, veal's the meat that has it. A deer, a baby deer. It's called a baby deer. A male deer is called a stag or a buck. A female deer is called a, a doe. And a young deer is called a fawn, of course. Oh, fawn, yeah, fawn. And so, yeah, and then Lassie goes and she uh, gives, gives the deer a hug. And it's that is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh. Anyway. Looks like Amikana. Have you seen um, <laughs> when a baby deer tries to stand up? <laughs> and then the final ever episode was The Dawning. I tried to find that. I couldn't find it. It was on YouTube. I couldn't find it. This is the episode where Lassie kind of sees a farm where a cow and a, a calf are staying. And basically the calf somehow manages to wriggle its way out of where they were staying and the calf goes walkabouts and he and he or she I don't know if, if it was a if it was a boy calf or a girl calf and basically they end up getting lost in the woods and there was this uh, wolf that was lurking. There's always something lurking man. Thinking, oh these uh this cow looks good and maybe I can get some cold cuts from this cow or lamb chops or whatever and basically lassie again comes to the rescue realizes where the little the little cow gets to and somehow manages to fend off the wolf 
actually pushes him off uh, like quite a tall rock. And so the, the wolf, the wolf goes flying. So I think Wolfie got got. I mean, the wolf was probably just trying to feed her kids. It's a cold world. Survival of the fittest in the uh, the animal kingdom. And Lassie somehow brings the baby calf back home to mummy calf. And all's well that ends well. And I think that's Lassie. Lassie. I mean, I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was great. It's really fun to watch. It's wholesome. It's one for all the family. I think it holds up as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could quite easily I sit down and watch up. an episode. Yeah, I think it holds up too, actually. When I, when I think about it, yeah, I, I think... I actually think all three shows hold up relatively well. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And they don't leave like the 50s, 60s, 70s is between those eras and you're thinking... It's like, you know, forever ago, but they're, yeah, I think they all, they all held up. And yeah. uh, Lassie, great job, man. Great job. Right, let's go to the head-to-head. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's a really, really fun one. And uh, going to start with Flipper. And uh, we're going to go back to... September. 1964. Really? Yes. <laughs> um, Same year as Johnny Quest, I believe. Oh, good. And uh, some of the uh, other stuff happening, you had the findings of the Warren Commission into the assassination of President John F. Kennedy released, and it found that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. The island nation of Malta became independent after 164 years of rule by the United Kingdom. Masanori Murakami became the first Japanese player to appear in an American Major League Baseball game, coming the mound during the eighth inning as a relief pitcher for the San Francisco Giants in their game against the New York Mets. A fistful of dollars was in the cinema, and the House of the Rising Sun by the Animals was number one. Decent, decent track, that. And this was when Flipper came on our screens. I I love the theme song. I just want to straight out the gate say that. It's really lovely, really cute. I I love it. You can't argue with it, to be honest. Like, it's just one of those things that if you hear it, you smile, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, the actual theme tune was credited to Henry Vars, and the lyrics were done by, I think, an artist called By Dunham. And in France, the melody was known as La Romance de Paris, the love song of Paris. Because it does sound quite romantic, doesn't it? Sounds like that whatever will be will be tuned, doesn't it? But yeah, I I I I love it. And it was dubbed an aquatic lassie. Really? Yeah. I mean I can see that. It is quite a similar even in the way it's shot, I guess. And yeah, so a little bit about Flipper. It's a, a bottlenose dolphin. 
And it was portrayed at first by a female dolphin named Susie and primarily another female, Kathy, and occasionally other females named Patty, Scotty, and Squirt. Female dolphins were often chosen because they're less aggressive than males and their skins, unlike the skins of male dolphins, are usually free from scars and other disfigurations acquired in altercations with other dolphins and it was easier to have them pass for the identical Flipper. And the five dolphins performed all of Flipper's scenes except for the famous tail walk a trick that they were unable to master completely. A male dolphin named Clown was brought in for scenes involving the tail walk. And the interesting thing was, I didn't know that dolphins beefed. They, dolphins are incredibly aggressive. And if they're... Like, maybe they're not aggressive, but when they, get, when they get on one, they take you down, bro. No, but they're talking about, like, how, like you know, scars and disfigurations from male dolphins. Even, even when they play even when they play and you're swimming with dolphins and stuff like that, they can like bust you up. Because they're so <laughs> I think more people get hurt and I'm not sure if you've killed or whatever. I'm sure more people get hurt swimming with dolphins than the sharks. No. Yeah, because I mean, well, first of all, with a shark, you probably take more precautions. But with a dolphin, you're like, eh, give me a hug, and then it smashes you up. I think they like break ribs and stuff where they like poke you in the ribs. I was reading that, and I was like, damn. And in one of the episodes I'm going to talk about later, Flipper does a shark in, so. What, Flipper flips, yeah? Flipper flips, bruv. Stabs him up. Blood everywhere. Flipper went, flip, did he flip? <laughs> And uh, the famous voice of Flipper was actually the doctored song of a kookaburra bird. Kookaburra. So... Did they just record a kookaburra? I don't know if a kookaburra sounds like a dolphin, though. Because it's very believable. You think it's a dolphin. That's actually broke my heart because I know... Well, you didn't think it was a dolphin? You thought it was a dolphin all along? Well, yeah, I thought... I didn't think that they just like filmed him doing it, but I'm guessing. No, but it's too good to be true. No, what I'm saying is, I thought they captured the sound and just played the soundtrack over it again and again. Nah, I don't know. Like, like you said, maybe dolphins are more temperamental. The divas. Well, male dolphins are. Female dolphins are fine, according to my notes. So there you go. Fair enough. And uh, I think Flipper was originally uh, a film. Or at least the uh, television show was the uh, the extension of the 1963 film, and obviously they did have like Porter and Sandy Ricks in the film, and in the second film, it was told we were told that Mrs. Ricks, so Porter's wife, had died, and it made Porter uh, a single parent, and uh, yeah, that brings me nicely to uh, the uh, the characters of. Uh, Flipper. Obviously, like I said, we've got Flipper, who's the uh, the dolphin and the companion animal of the Ricks family. And Flipper is very intelligent and he basically helps enforce regulations in the preserve. And he's always out to look after Sandy and Bud. Then we've got Porter Ricks, who is a loving father, proper outdoorsman, Obviously, he's a widowed father of two sons and he's employed as chief warden and park ranger at the fictional 
Coral Key Park and Marine Preserve in Southern Florida. Then you got Sandy, who's like an outdoorish, athletic teenager. And he's always tend to be making like boyish mishaps and poor choices. But he's always helping his dad and he's always by his dad's side, like helping him run the run the park and just making sure that everything is uh, up to up to par. And then we've got Bud, who's the redhead who is always having difficulty staying out of trouble. He's the one that connected with Flipper the most. And he's obviously formed a, a bond with uh, with Flipper. So uh, let's uh, let's 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 talk about let's talk about Flipper. Apart from the amazing theme song. Apart from the amazing theme song, I have a question for you. Do you think that the dolphins are as intelligent as we think they are, or do you think they can just like do some tricks? Because I think, like, do you know, some people say, right, that they're more intelligent than humans. And if you if you want to go on the evolutionary route, right, this is why I think it's rubbish. If they were to leave the water at the same time as humans did, they would yeah. be more advanced than us, right? But I'm not being funny, but we're driving around in cars and building houses and they're just swimming around in the water. They ain't built nothing. <laughs> Cutthroat analysis there from producer Paul. I was just saying. I don't know if dolphins are as intelligent as... I mean, I, I know people argue, but they don't need houses. We didn't need houses. We could just build any shelter and lay down on the grass. It'd be fine. So you're squaring up to a dolphin? Yeah. Got beef now because people say it's more intelligent than me. It'd probably what, beat what, you what, up, what? though. <laughs> yeah, do me in. Probably, yeah, it'd probably <laughs> beat you up in a fight, though. How about that? Yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> Give you, like, a proper headbutt in the stomach. Yeah, I know, but I'll meet it. I'll meet it on Ilford High Street and then uh, then see who's the big man with no water. I'll just bring, yeah, I'll be I'll be there bringing a bucket of water, just like, psh, splashing <laughs> him. Like Free Willy. Yeah, it'd be like... <laughs> but no, it's, it, is, it is an interesting... Um, with, with, with dolphins, I think they are clever. I think they are smart and what have you. Yeah. I think they've got like, I don't know, big old brains and, and, and what have you. But uh, yeah, maybe it is uh, embellished slightly. Maybe it is. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm making a bit of a joke of it, but it's a genuine question. Like, are they as smart as people say they are? Because. Probably. I mean, yeah, okay. I'm going to go off on one if I carry on. So, <laughs> um, anyway, you, leave, you leave dolphins alone. Back to Flipper. And I think I've got an idea of as who you might pick for your favourite show. No, I mean, um, first of all, I mean, I've got actually, uh, on the first episode, season one, episode one, I think, Shark Attack, is that the first episode you've got written down? Cause I, I, found think, a, I think it was 3,000 feet above or something. Oh, dear God. So, so basically, I've watched the wrong episode. As I yeah, I watched pilot. the wrong pilot as well. <laughs> um, but anyway, this was called Shark Attack. I did watch the finale, though, so that's... I didn't. I watched Cupid Flipper was the last one I watched. No, but I did, I did watch the, uh, the two-part finale. So. Does he get... F- Dolphin friendly tuna. No. Um. Sure, that's what happens. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right. Let's. Shall we talk about episodes then? No. Let's just talk about Flipper. Why not? Flipper. Good for swimming around. Faster than lightning. Smarter than 
not humans. <laughs> Fine, he's the smartest in the sea. Yeah, I mean, we're given that. Um, no, no, no. I, mean, I, I remember this as a kid exactly the same way as I, as I, as I remember Lassie. I remember just watching it sometimes. It was on. I never knew when it was going to be on. But I remember sitting down with the whole family and watching it. And it was great fun. Loved it. I don't. I never... I don't, I don't remember watching Flipper as a, as a kid. I mean, I'd heard of it as a film. Because I think after the newer version, the 95 version, I think the film had come out yeah. after. And I knew that. But I didn't, I didn't really get into Flipper. Or I didn't even know that it was on telly here yeah I mean I don't remember it being on at, like you know it was on every Saturday at 6 I don't remember anything like that but what I do remember was sorry what I do remember was it was on at some point and I watched it when it was on wow I did. yeah I, I, I didn't know to be honest if it was if it was on telly or not and even like the theme song before actually seeing it I would have never have guessed it was that yeah. So obviously I, I I know the song and it was flipper flipper faster than lightning, but I never really like computed it and put it towards the actual the actual TV sure. show. Yeah, but yeah. Um, no, it was a uh, I really liked it. Mm. I really enjoyed watching it, and yeah, it was one of those programs where it it held up pretty well, and it was one of those where I can happily sit back and. Yeah, watch, it was just a nice TV show, more. right? Yeah, it was. It was. It was a nice TV show. Again, maybe the acting wasn't the best in the world, but I don't really care. No, I mean it, the, the acting was like. If the show is good, then I can forgive. Yeah, acting. I mean, it's just thing. I think I'm not sure if it's just everything with an animal in it. With it's you know it's just quite endearing and it's just it quite is, sweet. Yeah, yeah, it, it 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 is endearing, and how you're watching the relationships between like the boys and like the animals and how they're the dynamics between the two and how they're getting along together. I yeah. think that's, that's always really, really, really nice and really fun to watch. Yeah. Completely agree. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, episodes. Yes. Let's talk about episodes you watched. Right. So, um, so none of us watched the pilot. No, so that's a, a good start. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I text you. Was it, I'm not sure if it was flip. I was like, which one are we watching? Because there's loads of them. Yeah. Uh, um, so I watched the first one, which I saw as season one, episode one. Uh, in I didn't even know when it was released. I didn't write that bit down, but uh, it was called Shark Attack. And the so the guy's like a kind of coast guard, right? Uh-huh. Or he gets a message from the coast guard or something like that. And some guy has is is on a boat, and he basically has um, been bitten by a shark. Uh-huh. He said, "This is my location. I need some help." Um, my wife is at this point. If you find her, she'll be able to bring you to me. And then he's like basically dying. He's kind of hangs up and he's last known transmission kind of thing. So they have to go to the um, to the point. And it just it kind of like in the bit right at the beginning, Flipper's playing fetch with this old ammo box with a rope tied around it. <laughs> so they throw his ammo box into the sea and then he'll go and pick it up. Anyway, so... They come there and they radio to the uh, to the Coast Guard saying, we need some plasma. Can you bring it? Because we ain't got any. And the the helicopter comes in and they throw the plasma off the helicopter, 
Right. This is what's really aggravating me about the whole thing. So <laughs> it's a, it's it's like do you know like the whole um I can't remember what they're called. Did you know the English Prince oh, the Red William, Arrows? No, Prince William flew one, the helicopter, the the, the Red Arrows. No, the helicopter, the Coast Guard helicopter, the Sea King or whatever it's called. Huge helicopter. Anyway, basically designed for rescue at sea, right? And they, they, they have this box of plasma or whatever. They launch it off the helicopter and it goes straight in the sea and it doesn't float. Oh, dear. So it just sinks. And then, so this is when the kid goes, oh, I know who could get that. Flipper can get it. So Flipper, they, they airlift Flipper <laughs> in the helicopter. <laughs> do this bit and then Flipper goes and gets it but the shark's still floating around and this is when water yeah and they literally just tip him off the off the helicopter into the water and then so Flipper goes and gets it but then enter the shark and the whole kind of oh my god and then Flipper I'm not joking just bashes his shark up just kills it straight up blood everywhere and then Flipper's like brings the plasma and they live happily ever after is that all you watched? No, I watched another one called uh, Cupid Flipper. I watched another one, but I didn't write any notes for it, and I can't remember which one it was. So this one was called Cupid Flipper, and it was actually quite a clever episode. Something really clever happened here. First of all, I learned what the word darn means. To darn, darn something. Darn? Yeah. So How do you spell it? D-A-R-N. So like, if your socks Isn't got... Isn't it not like darn it? Yeah, and maybe that's what it comes from, but... The, the word darn means to like sew up your hole in your socks, but we're using a specific sewing technique, uh, which I might try because I quite like the idea of sewing that. Um, <laughs> um, so so basically, uh, I can't remember their names and I won't even try to remember. So you've got, who's the young geezer again? Bud. So Bud and his older brother. Sandy. Sandy. Sandy's got a girlfriend and... Right. And he's kind of, this girl comes around for a day and he's, and then she takes a liking to... Sandy's dad <laughs> right <laughs> and she's she's not very old so, she, so she's I don't know how old it is, so I'm guessing she's around 18 something like that she's quite a young girl anyway so she takes a liking to dad and uh, and then she blows off Sandy for this like um, she said I'll, 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 I'll go on a date with Sandy and then she like blows him off she's like no I don't want to go on a date with you I, I've got something to do so Sandy goes away and then she comes back and was like oh I'll, I need to go out with you Speaking to her dad, so they get caught basically together, just like being. There's nothing, nothing going on, but yeah, yeah. Sandy's yeah, like, "What yeah, the hell? Yeah. Why are you spending time with my dad, and not me?" And and then, so the dad has no idea what's going on. And and, and what's his name again? Bud. Bud. Um, no, but the dad. no, the little boy. Oh, the Bud. little boy. Or but, Sandy. No, 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 Bud. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Bud explains to the dad like she's got a crush on you. Come on, wake up, smell the coffee, kind of thing. And he's like, "Oh crap! Okay, fair enough." And to 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 he did he did, so he sits her down and he doesn't say like, "This can't happen, forbidden love, whatever." You know, it's, it's never gonna happen between me and you. He does something very clever, and he says like, "Sit down. Uh, let me let me and you spend some more time together, right?" Okay. And uh, and I was a bit like, "Okay, what's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he says, "Okay, so what we what we need to do then? We need to spend like." time doing everyday things together right and obviously she's a really young girl she wants to go out and have fun and you know as she says in a thing i want to go water skiing and i want to do this i want to do that and he says no what i need you to do i need you to um grab that bag over there and she's like okay i've got the bag uh he goes that's full of laundry i need you to do that 
<laughs> and then he goes, and some of the socks have got holes in, so I'm going to need you to darn them. Ah. Right? So, so that's why I, as soon as I heard that word, I was like, what the hell does that mean? So I Googled it. Um, and he basically, what he does is, he he paints a picture in a head that like, if you want to be with me, I've got boys, I've got responsibilities, and life's not kind. Of, life's not a picnic. You'll be doing laundry, you'll be doing cooking, you'll be doing like looking after the kids. Obviously, like to a young person, they don't want to be tied down with responsibility. They don't live free. And so he yeah. was he was just kind of showing her that if you want to be with an older person, you got to take everything that comes with that. And then she was like, "Yeah, no. To be honest, um, I'm I'm out." Right. Um, so then she goes back with Sandy, and then Sandy's like, "Like, no, like." You treated me rubbish. Um, I don't want to. I don't. I kind of don't want to know. And then she pretends to be drowning, and then he saves her, and then he goes on a date with her after that because he saved her. He's a hero. Ah, that looked like a good episode. That I mean, Flipper didn't have a great deal to do with it. Only that Bud was looking at the um, the water, and he wanted to play with someone, but everyone's everyone's got their girlfriend or yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Even Flipper had a girlfriend yeah. in the water. Yeah, he was getting upset, and that was kind of how much Flipper really had had to do with it. <laughs> good stuff. I'm so done. Is that, is yeah. that, is I'm, that, done. That, I'm out. Is that you? All right then. Um, okay, so. See, I was conned because... Uh, <laughs> like this already. No, 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 because someone wrote on, you know, like when I'm typing it on YouTube and whatnot, the episode title, and it said 3,000 feet under or whatever the pilot was, but it wasn't that episode. It was another episode. It was City Boy. And so basically in this episode, there's like a, a troubled teen who comes from New York City and he's just basically coming to the park to just kind of get away from everything. And basically, he's like to Sandy, oh, let's do this, let's do that. And he's like being a, a bad influence on Sandy. And basically, um, one trip that they took like underwater, they found like this sort of big lump of like grey stuff. And they're thinking, oh, my God, it could be silver. It could be silver, blah, blah, blah. I think Flipper had... Uh, pulled it out or Flipper was showing them where it was and then they're like, oh, let's let's go and um, let's go and see if we can find some more kind of thing. And basically the, the New York boy has like a stepfather who he doesn't really like and he's just basically like, oh, I hate you, whatever, as, as, as people tend to be with stepfathers. And before he has to go back to New York, he's like, oh, let me just go to the water one more time and see the wonders of the ocean and the 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 the, the, be the beauty within and, and all of that stuff. And then they're going down there and basically they get stuck inside a ship and they can't get out and their their oxygen thing is about to run out. And basically Porter and the stepfather are like, right, let's go, let's go, let's let's just try and save them. And Porter's like, oh, you know, I'm not sure if I can save them both. Maybe we should wait for emergency services to, to come down and help. But the stepfather's like, no, I need to go down there. I need to go save him. And then he's like, and we go, and Porter's like, oh, but I need to show you the ropes. And he goes, all right, then show me right now because we've got to go down there and, and save them by the time the emergency services come down it might be too late they might die and basically the stepfather goes all the way down drags out the boy 
And then Porter helps Sandy out. And basically Porter's like to the boy, like, if you want to know what a hero looks like, if you want to know what a man looks like, that's the man who went in the water and saved your life. And he's like, maybe think about how you treat him in the future. And so he has like a, a newfound admiration for his stepfather, which I thought was a really, really good episode. And I would have, I would have thought it would have been a half decent pilot to be fair, but it wasn't. <laughs> and uh, again, I was thinking I was watching the, the last episode of season one, but I wasn't. I ended up watching uh, part three of uh, Flipper and the Elephant. And basically Sandy's got a, he's basically got a little a little girlfriend kind of situation with Bonnie and basically her dad gets wrongly accused of stealing money and the dad and Bonnie were all set to leave because the dad got this new job and basically the sheriff comes down and he's basically like yeah we've got to arrest your dad and this is the bail conditions that he's got to meet and obviously, if he if y'all can't make bail, then he's gonna stay in jail. And so they decide to put on a aquatic show. So they're getting Flipper to do tricks. They're getting some monkey doing tricks, and they're getting like an elephant and everything, like doing a whole doing a whole song and dance. And basically, what happens is the the chimpanzee sees the stolen briefcase on a tree and the kids are going, Oh, that's, that's the briefcase. We could, if we get that, then we can exonerate Bonnie's, Bonnie's dad. And so they're basically wrangling with this chimp and getting this briefcase off him. And so they managed to get the briefcase and then they managed to use that and free Bonnie's dad and then Bonnie and the, the dad, they set off into the night. So that was a pretty good episode. Flipper and the Mermaid was one that I watched. So there's a, a new lady scientist that moves into the park. Porter is not really happy with her because she's basically taken up half of the half the space in the ocean. And she's just saying, oh, I need to use Flipper for my research. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I think she ends up getting into trouble of her own and basically Porter and Sandy save her and she realizes that obviously it's a, a group thing teamwork makes the dream work it's not a <laughs> it's not a one thing it's not like the sum of individuals and the parts and whatever that expression is and she realizes that yeah like you have to like work together and cooperate with each other within the park and the the two-part finale was Flipper's new friends. So basically, Sandy is leaving. And then Bud, he basically, he's going to Boston to uh, study oceanography. And yeah, it's all changed in the park. And uh, a widow moves in with her Tom two Brady. kids. Well, it's a woman. Oh. So no. Not Tom Brady. Never Tom Brady. Anyway, uh, yeah, she moves in with her two kids. And basically the kids are like, oh, let's go exploring the park. And so these two kids end up getting lost. Like as kids do. And kids are daft. 
And so basically, <laughs> the boy's like, let's go on this boat and let's explore. Not knowing that the boat is like halfway broken. And the girl's like, whoa, look at the boat, clever clogs. And so the boat just takes him off to a, a random spot, a random island. And basically, yeah, they're just missing and lost and they're getting really, really cold. And so Flipper and they had a dog with them. And so basically Flipper's like, right, I'm going to go out into the sea and I'm going to try and see if I can get some help. And he basically gets stuck in some swampy kind of area. Flipper does. Yeah. And then a crocodile is basically lurking about. Oh, no way. I've and got to watch this episode. crocodile is lurking around. And you're thinking, oh, lordy, what's going to happen to Flipper? <laughs> and then it goes, tune in next time for another episode of Flipper. And then I was like, oh, damn, I've got to watch this now. I'll be in. If y'all ain't going to do this in 20 minutes, I'm going to watch 40 <laughs> minutes of Flipper. And yeah, basically, it, it was a bit of an anticlimax. Comes back and Flipper's Flipper. got crocodile shoes on. <laughs> yeah, Flipper rolls about and he evades the uh, he evades the the crocodile, and then basically the dog somehow gets a, a ledge and he's basically floating and he sees but he sees who does he see? He sees Bud and he sees Porter, and so. Th- the, he's he's going crazy, going woo 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 woo, and they're going, oh, what's this crazy dog talking about? He's gonna make us get lost, and basically, the dog, bless him, leads him to Flipper, and then Flipper leads him to the kids, and basically they're all on the boat again, and they're not knowing that the shark, there are like three sharks circling the boat, and so basically what happens is the little boys are, oh, I got an idea, let's put our feet on the on the water. Not knowing that there's like a, a shark about to like yank his feet away, and the girl's like, "Get back on the boat! There's a shark behind you!" And then basically, Porter comes in and he saves saves the two kids and the dog, and the mum's like, "You know what? I'm moving back to Dayton, Ohio." Again, shout out to my listeners in Ohio. I'm just naming all these random states and places in America. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all my listeners in Ohio, whether it's Dayton, whether it's Akron, whether it's Cleveland, whether it's Cincinnati. Yep, I've been doing my uh, homework there. <laughs> British Paul's looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Just saying here? words at me. <laughs> They're all cities and places in uh, Ohio. So after the, uh, the 1968 version of Flipper, it came back in October 1995, known as Flipper The New Adventures. And one note, one thing I noted down was that it was starring Jessica Alba. But uh, yeah, and, and one of the cool things was that the first season kind of opens with an adult version of Bud. And basically, he's leading the dolphin research at the Bow Harbor Research Institute at Florida Keys. And so that that was really, really cool to see. And the beginning of season two, Dr. Ricks and Dr. Blondell and her son, Mike, are basically written out of the series. And I think that was kind of a good thing to do because then we'll get to know new newer characters. And I think their time had been and gone, so it made sense to write them out. And the 95 version won two Daytime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Sound Mixing. So the newer version was uh, very, very uh, well worth doing. 
And uh, so, yeah, that's Flipper. I really liked it. Great I really, show. Yeah, it was really Great show fun held show. up. Um, yeah. That's it. What that's can that's, you say? that's it. And uh, finally, now we come on to Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. And uh, we're going back to February. No. 1968. 1968? Yes, that was when Skippy the Bush Kangaroo came on the screen for the first time and some of the things happening in the world. Former US VP Richard Nixon announces candidacy for president. Spoiler alert, he wins. Doesn't end well. (laughs) Denmark held a royal wedding at Copenhagen as Princess Benedicti, second in line to the throne, as the daughter of King Frederick the Ninth, married Richard Zusain Witten Wittgenstein Barleberg. Rolls off the tongue. The emirs of Abu Dhabi and Dubai met at the village of Asamiya and announced their decision to make a federation of their two emirates in what would be the first step in creating the United, United Arab, Arab Emirates. Emirates. It took me a long time to realise Dubai wasn't actually a country. I mean, we do shows like um, from Dubai every day, and I still didn't know. Even though it says, like, in our shows, it says, like, has, like, boxes from, like, the reporters or whatever. Dubai, London. Didn't realise it was a city even then. <laughs> Sorry. Planet of the Apes was in the cinemas. And uh, Love is Blue by Paul Mariat was number one. It was originally composed by Andre Pop, and it's a French song. So the French was L'Amour S. Bleu. I think this is a beautiful piece of music really really beautiful piece of music and I think Paul Marriott was the uh, the godfather of easy listening so it's just basically like an instrumental of the song Love is Blue but yeah and it was uh, number one in the charts a pure instrumental song was number one in the charts yes but then this instrumental was so so good and so that brings us on to Skippy or Skippy the Bush Kangaroo and this was the uh, Australian television series created by the actor John McCullum, Lionel Austin and Lee Robinson. And it's basically about the adventures of a young boy and his highly intelligent pet kangaroo and the various visitors to the fictional Waratah National Park in Duffy's Forest near Sydney. Obviously, the star of the show is Skippy, a female eastern grey kangaroo befriended by Sonny Hammond, the younger son of the head ranger of Waratah National Park. And the series was often characterized as a kangaroo version of Flipper or Lassie. (laughs) So this week was like, it's interwoven so, so much. And uh, between nine and 15 kangaroos were used for each show. The apparent manual dexterity was often achieved by using separate arms in the hands of human operators. The clicking sounds made by Skippy are vocal sound effects rather than the natural vocalization of a kangaroo with chocolate, chewing gum or grass and in some cases an elastic band around the lower jaw used to make Skippy move her mouth. So hang on, was that on the real kangaroo that had an elastic band on her mouth? Yeah. God, the things they used to do to animals. Because initially, I don't know, because you know, I've never seen a kangaroo in my life, 
and um, I'll know how kangaroos sound. Oh, so, yeah, same here, yeah. I mean, if I didn't read that about that now, I would have easily believed that a kangaroo go. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the most heavily exported programs in Australian television history. It was broadcast in all Commonwealth countries, including Canada, and it was adapted in Quebec for standard French market, and it was known as Skippy Le Kangaroo. It was dubbed into Spanish in Mexico, where it's known as Skippy El Kanguro. Germany, it was known as Skippy Dabush Kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like enigma, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if I said it right. Skippy Dash Bushkangru. And Italy, <laughs> it was known as Skippy El Kanguro. And he even crossed the Iron Curtain, really? shown in Czechoslovakia and the Soviet Union. And then obviously, it was revived in 1992 as the short lived The Adventures of Skippy. And. Yeah, I mean, the stories was revolving around events in the park, including its animals and the dangers arising from natural hazards and the actions of visitors. And again, the the boy's mother is said to have died shortly after Sonny was born. I think some of the, the, the main characters you had, uh, Matt Hammond, who was the head ranger of the Waratah National Park, and Sonny Hammond was Matt's younger son, and Mark Hammond was Matt's elder son. So, uh, Skippy, 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 I, the bush kangaroo. Do you know that moment when you're at school, right, and you, and the teacher starts explaining the homework, and you realise you've done it all wrong? <laughs> That's what I've got right now. Not because I watched a wrong show, but because I didn't even realise there was a 1960s version of it. Did you watch the 92 version? Yeah. Then you can talk about the 92 version because the 92 version stars Donny Hammond Philip as Hammond. an older version of himself. Really? So there is, so there is a continuation. Oh, so, cool. So uh, if you want to talk about the 92 version, and I'll stick to the 68 version. Yeah, I mean, so... Before I'd watched this for the homework, I found this on Amazon. And... It was like, I don't know what it was, but I, when I pressed play, I used, definitely used to watch this one with the family, and it was like, yeah, play, and just sit there and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So a couple of things. So first episode I watched was, or see, the first thing I wrote was the theme tune is sick. It's just amazing theme tune. <laughs> um, uh, and the second thing I wrote was the Aussie way of doing this sort of show was way more endearing than the US one. Uh, so I watched series one, episode one of the 1992 version, where the ranger, the dad, I don't, I don't, it must be Sonny. Yeah, so I can't do names because um, you never can do names. It's like the dad and the two kids, right? There's no mum in the picture. Yeah, so Sonny and his two kids. Yeah, right. So the dad is basically uh, he's like a park ranger. He's broke his leg and he's he's like done himself in somewhere, uh, and Skippy finds him and tells the, everyone else where he is and stuff. Then he's like said, right, I broke my legs, so I can't do this. He gets in touch with his parent company and said, you know, I've done myself in. They said, why don't you have a promotion, come to the city to live? Yeah. 
so he goes off to the city and then all the kids get depressed and even Skippy gets depressed. So then they come back and they end up saying, the kids find this business that needs help, this lady, uh, the lady that's in it, she needs help. And uh, So they go into a part... Is that the first episode? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so they move to the city. It doesn't work out. Skippy gets depressed. So the, the lady calls the kids and says, can you come and find Skippy because Skippy's gone missing sort of thing. Yeah. The kids come back and Skippy doesn't come because... Skippy knows that the kids aren't staying there and Skippy gets even more sad. Then it turns out that they can stay there because they get involved in a business and Skippy is happy and everyone's happy. Uh, second episode I watched was bird smuggling episode. Now, can you tell me what bird they picked up from the floor that was asleep? It's related to something earlier. That stupid bird that they use for flipper. Isn't yeah, it? it's a kookaburra. So the, the, it was asleep on the floor. And I was quite impressed because I knew what it was. W when I just saw it on the floor, I was like, That's, I know exactly what bird that is. How um, do you know? I don't know why I know. That. I think I've seen it at a zoo, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they make a very distinctive noise, like flippers noise. Um, but they make a very distinct, distinctive <laughs> noise. That's basically what they sound like. Um uh, anyway, so this is kind of like the kids foiling this person who's trying to steal some birds and whatnot. Um, which is where, for me, it started to feel like more of a kid's show than it did like a family show. Okay. If you see what I mean. So yeah, it's kind yeah, of a yeah, bit... Yeah, 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 It was a bit less... See, because when I first watched it, I was like, this is great fun. And then second episode, I was like, this is definitely more of a kid's show than it is an adult show. Whereas I think that Flipper and... Lassie were more of a family show. Mm. Bits for everyone in there. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch the night two version, so I'd have to go. Oh, great! I mean, you better. I mean, that's all I watched. So, I mean, no, that's uh, that's good because then we will 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 have Skippy covered on all bases. Yeah. So, uh, was that it? Or? Yeah, that's all I watched. You always look a little bit disappointed when I say this. <laughs> no, no, because um, I knew that there was a night two version. Yeah. And so that was. Um, I'm glad you watched that, and I watched the old version, so it kind of comes together as 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 one almost. So, so yeah, I think the pilot of the '68 version was Man from Space, and so Skippy and Sunny come across an injured airman hanging by the cord of his parachute from a tree, and they're realizing that the weight of his body is ripping the parachute, and they're basically thinking, "Oh no, he's going to fall to his." horrible death and they basically get you know the park ranger to come down and try and um try and save this uh poor unfortunate man and yeah it, it looked like he was on the brink of death even when they did manage to uh manage to save him and yeah it's just it's just basically it, it's interesting how like australian accents weren't that thick back then i don't know oh, really in the 92 version like even like the in the in the older version, like I mean, you could tell that there's like a twinge of Australian, but it yeah. wasn't like thick, proper Australian accent, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was the case in your version. No, they were like straight up Australian. It sounded like Neighbours or Home and Away or whatever. <laughs> Dead or alive. So basically, there's this mysterious disease that's threatening to wipe out all of the wildlife in Waratah National Park. And 
basically there's this like Jobsworth who comes into the park and he's just like, we need to find an animal that moves around freely that can, you know, be the one that's passing it on. And they're all thinking, if he sees Skippy, then Skippy's going to get got. And so he's like, what's this kangaroo? So yeah, Skippy just comes along. And he's like, oh, what's this kangaroo? And so they basically, he's like, right, we need to put that kangaroo in quarantine because we believe it's him. And it turns out that there's a poacher and his dogs who are basically just coming there and they're just causing causing a, a, a mock. And they realise that it's the dogs that's causing the problems and there's like a scientist doing tests on Skippy and they're like, look, it's not Skippy. They're like, and then obviously they're trying to, yeah, that's it. Sonny and Skippy try to run, make a break for it and they're all chasing after Skippy and you've got the scientist who's on the radio going, Skippy is negative. It's not him. It's not, it's not her. Sorry. Yeah, so they're like, it's not Skippy. Skippy's not the one carrying the disease. Like, hold your fire. Because basically the guy had a, a clear shot of uh, Skippy and he's like, right, I'm going to put a bullet in this kangaroo. And I mean, that would have been good for you. like, do you know, just quickly, a fun fact, maybe not fun for the kangaroo, but the leather that you get out of a kangaroo hide. Oh, my God. Do you know like a cow's leather? No! Yeah. Because I've never killed and poached a cow before. But I'm a motorcyclist. I have the leather jacket, right? Yeah. The kangaroo leather is much lighter, a lot lighter than the thing, but it has the same durability. (laughs) So I'd have been like... (laughs) Skippy's clear. (laughs) (laughs) What? Better make a nice jacket, though. <laughs> Better make a nice jacket. The Prince of Siam. So, basically, Matt is, like, thinking, why are there kids who are hungry in the world? I want to do something to help them. Noble. And uh, so the dad is like, right, okay, so if you do a hard day's work and whatever money you earn, I'm going to match it. So he basically recommends his son to work for some old guy like basically doing his gardening and he's like you know what he's like if you do a good job kid i'm gonna pay you two bucks and then you'll get four bucks for your dad and you can give that to charity and and as he was kind of saying that um look um and and so the old guy's going my cat is missing he's a siam cat and i really really miss him and i want to find him and so Skippy gets the word out to all the animals and Skippy finds the cat and basically the boy's bringing it back to the old guy. And so the big brother's like, oh, well, if if uh, Sonny finds the cat, then you'll have to pay $400 because the reward was $200. And so the dad is like, no, I don't. I only have to pay him two bucks and... The other son was like, no, you have to pay 200 bucks. And he's just like, you know, shut up before I smack you, stupid boy. Like <laughs> That's when you pull rank as a parent. Get to your room. Yeah, that's, you know, you know, be quiet, boy. Like, <laughs> And then, yeah, so basically, yeah, he realizes that. And the boy's like, you know, oh, I didn't find the cat. It was Skippy that found the cat. And so the guy wrote a check for 200 dollars dollars for for skippy so the dad was was bailed out 
Skippy goes straight down the bank. <laughs> 200 big ones for Skippy. And then the, the finale, so the last ever episode of the 1968 version, Fred. So basically, they're basically trying to find some flower thief who's basically going throughout the, the, the national park and stealing all these like really exotic wildflowers. And basically, nobody knows who's doing it. And they're thinking, oh, it's... Uh, and they just named the person Fred. So they're going, oh, Fred, Fred, Fred. There's a guy called Fred who's stealing it. And they come across the uh, the thieves because Skippy shows the location of where they're going. And basically, they pursue the thieves and they manage to bring them in and haul them in for, 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 for justice and... Uh, that was the uh, the 1968 version of Skippy. Got another fun fact about kangaroos. Uh, did you know that they expend less energy? That was not a fun fact no, the, I said, that you gave me I last did do, time. I did do a disclaimer about it being uh, not fun for the kangaroo. But this one is... Um, uh, it's not, not fun for the kangaroo, I guess. Um, they expend less energy hopping around when they bounce than they do... Do you know when they just walk? Yeah. Like normal. They use more energy walking around than they do hopping. <laughs> it's quite cool, isn't it? Okay, that's that's a fun fact. I'll give you that. Right, let's let's pick. Oh, I've got one more thing, right? Did you notice that there were zero ethnic minorities in any of the shows we watched? Nope, not true. Really? There was one in Flipper. You know, one. when I was talking about the aquatic show, yeah, yeah. There was, I think like two black kids. Really? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Get paid, black man. Get paid. I, I was I, like, yes. I was. I was one of my notes. It was like I just put. I mean, I was. I was. But you work. know, there was. I was watching, it thinking, oh man, where are the brothers in this show? Where are the sisters at? Yeah. And then I see that episode, and you see like a couple of black kids sitting there, and I'm thinking, yes, black kids, like, woo. <laughs> I was doing that clicky clap. Cause that's what people do now these days. You don't. You don't. You don't clap anymore. You. You do that. I can't do that. Okay. Yeah, cause that's what that's what that's what like people do now. You don't you don't you don't you don't give a round of applause like woo woo. You go. I mean, that's not as good, is it? I mean, I I don't do it now. Cause obviously people are like, oh oh yes yes <laughs> like this instead of going like you know yes mate go on mate yeah go bro yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I'm still a clapping person, so. Uh, and uh, yeah, enough enough of me being a, a loutish lad. Let's uh, let's pick. Um, so I can honestly say I hadn't made my mind up about this. This, this time, I'm, this time you're the one who's on the fence, and me clear as day who I think is going. Okay, win. you go first then. Flipper, all Why? day long, seven days a week. I just like the theme song. I like the episodes. I thought Flipper was a lot less useless than Skippy because sometimes you just see Skippy hopping about and you're like, do something. And I kind of <laughs> felt a bit, I kind of felt a bit cheated with the. Yeah. But then again, to be fair, Flipper's side effects come from a bird, a different animal. Yeah. At least, at least, at least they're trying to tell us what they think a kangaroo would sound like. Yeah. But yeah, Flipper and, and the theme song. Right, okay. So basically, for the same reason, I'm going to choose Skippy. 
because it was when the the reason I made up my mind is when you said today, uh, when you were reading out the 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 you know, 19 February, 19, whatever it was. Yeah. And you said, and also Skippy was there and it just, the, the, the theme came into my head and I was like, yeah, man, that's not the one. It makes me happy just hearing the theme tune. Yeah. 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 Skippy is, is, it is hella iconic. Yeah. I mean, it's, look, it's, it's it, like I said, it was more, it felt like more of a kid's show than Skippy, no, than Flipper did. But I, I still enjoyed it for what it was. Mm. Um, I think maybe, some episodes are probably preferred to flipper episodes, but theme tune has got it for me. And also like, you know, maybe a yeah. bit, bit more nostalgia maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's a, I think that's a, a good place to uh to end it. And uh yeah, I mean that was a really good episode. I just wanted to say, because obviously we did a, a program about a, an Australian show, Skippy, I just wanted to to say that, you know, my thoughts are with the Australian people, you know, tackling some of those fires and, you know, some of the images that I've seen with the animals, with the places, it's 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 heartbreaking, man. And I know that there's so many places that have like good like place where you can like donate and do whatever you can to help. And, you know, f- for me, it's I would happily do that and also like give out my thoughts and prayers and, you know, just pray for just a little bit of rain just to, to make it easy. And even then, after the rain, there's still going to be a lot of a lot of stuff to do. So, yeah, I mean, on, on behalf of myself and all of us here at Yesterday's Capers, it's you know what, we're we're thinking of you, Australia. And uh, yeah, I hope. I hope to God that, you know, you guys can come back out of this and figure it out and uh, manage a way to deal with uh, some of these, like, because the scenes are incredible. And, you know, at the risk of me rambling, it's, yeah, and it's just one of those where I hope, I hope, I hope to God you guys get it right and, and figure it out. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm really glad you, you mentioned that. Um, yeah, we're right there with you uh, in our hearts. Um, obviously devastating that so many people lost their homes, lives and the animals that have lost their yeah, lives and things like yeah. that. But um our thoughts and our prayers go out to all of you. Definitely. And uh yeah, yesterday's capers is available wherever you get your podcast from. You could uh give us a listen, download it, subscribe, tell us what you think. Wherever you are in the world, let us know where you're listening from, whether it's Ohio, Connecticut, whether it's Australia, whether it's in Africa, in Kenya, or in India, or Europe, Canada, wherever you are in the world, tell us. Like, this is, you know, when I when I see it, obviously I know, but it's like, it's, it's nice that you're doing it, but it, it'd also be nice to hear from you guys as well. So, yeah, like, let me know. Wherever you are in the world, it doesn't matter if you're even here in... In London, you know, let me know where you're listening to yesterday's capers, and yeah, I will definitely shout you guys out. And uh, we're on the socials. Uh, Instagram is yesterday capers one. On uh, Twitter, it's yesterday capers. I'm on Insta at Abdullah underscore Molim. I am on Twitter at Abdullah Molim, all one word. Give us a follow. Give me a holler. 
and uh, yeah just let us know what you think and uh, join us next week for another episode of Yesterday's Capers 